All right, I just got this new bass, so I'm gonna lay down some beats for some Medicine Remix. Mm, drop! What's up, Medicine Remix crew? I just wanted to call in and just say, hey, what's up? You know, I, I need my medicine. I need my meds. My meds remixed, that is. <laughs> you guys killed that episode. Super sick. I cannot wait to share it with friggin' everybody. I, I don't even care. I'll share if I had a dog, I'd share it with my dog. Drop it like it's hot. So glad I get to listen to you guys in the morning. Just listening to it on my way into work this morning. And I'll tell you, that is the inspiration I needed to get through the day today. Since I've been listening to Medicine Remix, I have found nothing to disagree with. My question is, am I gonna have to become a doctor to join this wonderful community of humans? And how well would a contrarian fare in such a community? So you're forcing me to do something. You're forcing me to find ways to appreciate the fabulousness that is Medicine Remix. One of the things that I really look forward to doing is to getting back with uh, the awesome content on Medicine Remix and listening to that and clapping it and sharing it and liking it, etc., etc. Press that star under the applause button to favorite the station and hear the satisfying sound of showing us love. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix only on Anchor. Let us discuss health. The object to really good health is prevention. Don't wait till you're sick to try to be well. When you are well, try to be well. If you are well and you feel good about yourself, then try to move on and on. In other words, if you feel good right now, Cut down on the sausage, the bacon, the red meat. Even though your body can handle these things, it's not good to just keep giving it, giving it, and then it breaks down. Now you're wondering what happened. But here now the second point to health. Health has a lot to do with controlling the five senses. If you do not have control of your senses, it's almost impossible to stay healthy. And I'll say it again. If you do not control your five senses, it's almost impossible to stay healthy. Many of us don't take some of the best things for the body simply because they don't taste good. Many of us eat right here. This is, the, this is where we determine everything that's going in the body, right here in the mouth, with the taste. The stomach does not know taste. The stomach, the digestive system, small intestines, large intestines, colon, liver, kidneys, they don't have no taste. They don't know whether the food you eat is hot or cold. Matter of fact, it doesn't, these organs don't even care. The way the body looks at everything you put in your mouth is as a drug. This is why food and drugs are always on the same level in medicine. 
All foods are drugs. Food is a false title. If you can look at every food as a drug, you will eat differently. Look at each food as a chemical compound. Don't look at beef as beef with little, you know, for the eye. It looks so bright and they put a little green and that's messing with your senses. Look at it from a chemical perspective. Now what's in that? What's in it? What is this really made of? When my body eats it, how does the body look at it? The body looks at it as chemicals, and the body deals with it as chemicals. That's the way the body reads food. It's the senses that lead us to disease and sickness. It is our lack of discipline of the senses that has us eating anything, anything. Why is it that when you feel sexually aroused in your mind, your body starts bugging? Because your body is listening to every thought that is coming out of your mind. So every once in a while, sit the body down, maybe in a tub of water or whatever, and say, today is your day, body. Today is your day. I'm going to fast today. You ain't going to do no work today. Today I'm going to abstain from food. I'm just going to drink water and juice. And you can get rid of them things easily. You're not going to work today, body. Here, rest yourself. Thank you for having me today. If I had gone to NBC, I have this idea of a crazy kid named Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo Child. They go, that ain't, that ain't real. I think it is. I think there's some kids somewhere that's a fat model that likes to play in the mud. Her name is Honey Boo Boo Child. And her uncle loses a leg to diabetes and they bring him candy in the hospital. Did y'all see the episode? He lost his leg to diabetes and he gonna want some candy now. That's how he lost his leg the first time. <laughs> See, we're at that age now too. Diabetes, high blood pressure, that stuff is real. See, diabetes didn't just hit you. It didn't hit you at 50. Diabetes been building up since candy, candy, snicker, 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 candy, licorice, atomic, candy, 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 candy. Kool-Aid with this much sugar at the bottom. It's like quicksand. So by the time you get to the doctor, you're like, you're like 45 years old. What? I'm diabetic. But I walk. I walk every day to the candy store. How many of y'all go to get your blood pressure checked and you fear it, so you try to walk real slow and breathe real slow? Wait, wait. You know, you know you got high blood pressure? Because they keep pumping. 
That's, that's the active arm. Do the other arm. And you have them crazy numbers. You 300 over 280. Oh, it went down some since last week. I cut out bacon. I cut out bacon. Oh man, I really love that that whole segment you uh, shared on listening to your body, taking care of your body, and and getting ahead of you know disease or sickness or illness. Because if you're feeling good now, you still need to take care of yourself. You still need to take care of your body because your body doesn't always get a break, right? That was so fantastic, and it really touched home with me because I know that before I was doing great, I was feeling great, and then it all caught up with me one day, and all of a sudden my body just started shutting down, and it wasn't until I checked myself and my diet and really changed things up that I started to feel better, and I'm still struggling through some of the, um, the issues I'm having digestively, but it's one of those things you don't know until it's too late. So you definitely have to get ahead of it and take care of yourself, even if you're feeling great today. So thanks so much for sharing even more awesome content. You guys always put out the best, so thanks. I always think it's interesting talking to people who yeah. were out of shape for right. a while and you know lost a ton of weight and got in shape. Like what what their motivation was, you know. Some people it was like a big health scare. Yeah. You know, for some people it was just you know this epiphany moment. Whatever it takes, really, for for people to take control of of, of their own health. And yeah. you know, sometimes you see patients in in the clinic that you know take something like having a lung cancer for them to finally say, all right, I'm gonna stop smoking. Right. Or you know going through like a near death type experience sure. to be like I'm gonna change my habits but um, you know whatever it is I mean obviously having those feelings early to want to change rather than waiting for something horrible to happen is better but you know whatever it takes really and you know I think that's that's one of the points of, of this whole project is to you know have people take an interest in their own health because this is you know something that we talk about every day that we deal with every day and you know so and so is sick and I think it's really important I think it's really important for people to want to be healthy yeah. To want to eat right, to exercise, to, to prevent the majority of what, what kills our country and most countries are things that are preventable. Yeah. It's just, you know, we could go on a whole big rant about, you know, what's wrong with healthcare in this country. And really the short rant there is the problem is us, the doctors, the insurance companies, the lawyers. I mean, you know, to a certain extent, it's, it's all of those people. But to a much larger extent, it's none of those people because it's all of us. Yeah. We're all in the system. We all use the system so who's who's pointing the fingers at, at yeah. the patient themselves it's like you know over 80% of what we spend millions and millions and millions of dollars treating is just poor shitty choices but you don't know I mean there's definitely an educational you know gap sure. you know for, for a lot of things but all the more reason why public health is just such an underrated entity and you know i think that's that's really what what the heart of yeah no i agree and i think little things like this talking about shit and in a way that just it's not so dorky and, and doesn't breed a lot of distance and doesn't make it seem like oh we're this wizards and we have all the answers yeah, and, you know, I mean, you know that's uh, yeah that's, that's know, it's definitely a huge part of the problem yeah and i and i think you know that's i, I know that's our goal is to break that wall down as corny as that sounds, but just to, on your point about people taking care of themselves, I'll leave them on this note. I read something recently and I just thought it was very clever and it said, 
before you eat anything, before you put anything in your mouth, understand that it's either feeding your disease or fighting it. Mm. And I thought, man, if you did that with everything you ate, I think you at least might feel guilty at the least and at the most wouldn't eat a lot of things. You gotta fight for your right <laughs> to be healthy. I, I agree, man. So next time you stuff your face with that ho-ho, it's either fueling your tumor or, or killing it. I doubt it's killing you, man. You know? So keep that in mind. We love you. We want you to stay healthy. Appreciate that you listen. Peace. Peace. Cocaine and AIDS epidemic. Speak the high blood pressure and bad credit. Need a loan for your home, but you're too broke to get it. Support for Medicine Remixed on this day of pure opportunity comes from Trilanol Extra Strength Tablets. Now available in liquid. If the pill that makes you try is a pill that's hard to swallow. Trilanol, for when giving up is way harder than trying. Side effects may include not regretting shit and achieving your dreams. Ask your doctor or your damn self if trying is right for you. Now, back to the realness of Medicine Remixed, only on Anchor. Remember this one lady that came in to the spine clinic because she had metastatic cancer, which means this cancer that she had in one part of her body spread everywhere i'm talking like basically all her organs but one of her main issues was how weak she was getting and how much pain she was in um and it's because this cancer like spread to her spine and so this this woman's chart is just like books and books long Mm. man just to try to piece together everything and procedures she's had done conditions she's had more conditions that she had rather than procedures that she had done Mm. and that's the point of the story is you know once we got to the bottom of all this history taking because this we're meeting this patient for the first time we're just trying to get an idea of like yeah Yeah. uh, just trying to get an idea of of, uh, her story and it turns out this unfortunate lady made a lot of really bad decisions because of the hype that's out there mm. you know about herbal remedies and yeah. all, all these things that maybe have a place right. but not when western medicine has figured out like this is the way this to deal with go. this and this is the most effective way that you're yeah. that you have a chance of surviving this horrible thing that's happening in your body and this woman I I think she started out with breast cancer a tumor in her breast and this thing just spread everywhere including Mm. her spine and in that time she was trying all these backyard remedies she's trying all these remedies and she kind of was sold to this uh this this idea that natural healing and letting natural means and not like man-made means some guy out there with his book or his tv show or infomercial was able to to get in her mind and say okay this is how i'm gonna i'm gonna deal with what i'm going through and she was a really young lady man she was like probably in her 40s she came to the clinic with her (sighs) daughter and neither of these people are very educated as far as um, classically educated yeah 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 but i mean it's uh it's an interesting time right now because we all have access to information that at one point was very difficult for people see but that that's, to obtain. that's where you come in i mean for, you, you made a lot of great points but i think that's where you come in man that's where the nobility right that's where you and i are, are i would honestly see not like a lot of other people who have completed their their formal medical training because 
you're supposed to be the bearer of that information. You're supposed to be the interpreter. You're supposed to be the guy who's done the due diligence and be able to convey, ma'am, I support your decision to make the choices that you're making. It's up to you and I'm here to inform you. But here's what we know. And there's no evidence that this works. And I've looked into it. Not just I don't like it. I think that's the problem. You get a lot of doctors who are like, that's bullshit. You need to stop that. And it's all about it, the approach, man. And they, and, but they're, you know, coming up from what how they grew up. Oh, that's stupid hippie shit. You don't do that. Some very bright people have made some very awful decisions. For example, I read somewhere that Steve Jobs became a vegan because he believed that that would make him not have to shower. So he thought by eating meat and all this other stuff, that's the reason people smelled and got gross. But anyway, <laughs> my, my point was is that a, a guy who by most considered a genius was behind some really stupid ideas. But more interesting to your point is that um, he turned down because he had uh, pancreatic cancers. That is like one of the worst cancers you can get only Terrible. because by the time there's any signs, by the time doctors are able to figure out what's going on or by the time the person who has the cancer even figures out what's going on, the cancer spread and it's deep and we can't get to it and it's in a nasty place. It's a battle. Yeah, well, it's a battle. so it turns out that Steve Jobs yeah. called somebody, yeah. another famous person, I forget who. Yeah. And then they do a biopsy and they're very emotional. They say, this is good. It's one of these very slow growing 5% of pancreatic cancers that can actually be cured. But Steve Jobs doesn't get operated on. He tries to treat it with diet. He goes to spiritualists. He goes to various ways of, of, of doing it macrobiotically, and he doesn't get an operation. Why doesn't he get it operated on immediately? You know, I've asked him that. He said, I didn't want my body to be open. And soon everybody is telling him, quit trying to treat it with all these roots and vegetables and things. Just get operated on. But he does it nine months later. Too late. Well, one assumes it's too late because by the time they operate on them, they notice that it has spread to the tissues around the pancreas. How could such a smart man do such a stupid thing? Yeah, I think that he kind of felt that if you ignore something, if you don't want something to exist, you can have magical thinking. And it had worked for him in the past. He regretted, uh, you know, some of the decisions he made. And certainly, I think he felt he should have been operated on soon. But, but the point is, is that, you know what? There's a guy who genuinely believed that, you know, this herbal stuff was going to help him, gave it a go. It didn't work. I think before we run around saying, oh, that's stupid shit, you shouldn't do that, that has, physicians should have to do their due diligence. You owe it to your patient to say, you know what, I, I don't know, but as being around all the doctors, we're around all the time. There's a lot of fucking ego, man, and guys don't ever want to be wrong, right? For whatever reason, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast and a half uh, about the personality traits, but people just are too proud to be wrong. Just say you don't know. I mean, that's a skill that I just barely learned, it's, you know, two, three tough, years ago. It's tough, man. It's tough, especially when there's so many egos around you. Yeah. And, you get sucked no, into just, it, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way that uh, our culture is. So people yeah. take these hard stances on things. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of times uh, not understanding, you know, different forms of medicine or, or alternative medicine. I don't think it's always the best thing. I, I, I don't think we've have it. We have it all figured out. We being Western medicine, I don't think we have it all figured out. Jobs acknowledged his surgery but soft-pedaled the seriousness of the situation. Isaacson writes he continued to receive secret cancer treatments even though he was telling everyone he had been cured. And that is what people believed until 2008. In 2008, 
he unveiled the iPhone 3, mm -hmm. but that wasn't the main story. All of a sudden, people are gasping because he's lost so much weight, he looks so frail. And suddenly, people are realizing that he's very sick again. He denies it publicly. He puts out things that there's a hormone imbalance, which has a tiny kernel of truth to it because his liver was secreting the wrong hormones, but it wasn't just a hormonal imbalance, it's because the cancer had gone to his liver. And he's trying to deny it to himself and to the public, and this is a problem, of course. It's a legal it's a, problem. Well, it's a publicly traded company, and you have a great tension between two principles, one of which is you can't withhold material information from shareholders. The other is there's a certain privacy rights of the CEO. Jobs finally took a medical leave of absence and in March of 2009 received a secret liver transplant in Memphis that wasn't publicly acknowledged until three months later. The doctors who did the operation could tell that the cancer had spread. But Jobs returned to work to unveil the iPad and continued working right up until the end. What were those last two and a half years of his life like? He talked a lot to me about what happened when he got sick and how it focused him. He said he no longer wanted to go out, no longer wanted to travel the world. He would focus on the products. He knew the couple of things he wanted to do, which was the iPhone and then the iPad. He had a few other visions. I think he would have loved to have conquered television. He would love to make an easy-to-use television set. So he had those things, but he started focusing on his family again as well. And it was a painful, brutal struggle. And he would talk often to me about the pain. In their final meetings, Jobs would occasionally bring up the subject of death. I saw my life as an arc, and that it would end. And compared to that, nothing mattered. You know, I mean, you're born alone, you're going to die alone. And does anything else really matter? I mean, what exactly is it that you have to lose, Steve, you know? There's nothing. He survived nearly eight years with his cancer, and in the final meeting with Isaacson in mid-August, still held out hope that there might be one new drug that could save him. He asked me at one point, he said, there could be things in this book I don't like, right? And I kind of smiled and said, yep, you know, there'll be probably things you don't like. He said, that's fine, that's fine. I won't read it when it comes out. I'll read it six months or a year from now. Did you have any discussions with him that day or at any other time about an afterlife? I remember sitting in his backyard in his garden one day and he started talking about God. He said, sometimes I believe in God, sometimes I don't. I think it's 50-50 maybe. But ever since I've had cancer, I've been thinking about it more and I find myself believing a bit more. I kind of, maybe it's because I want to believe in an afterlife, that when you die, it doesn't just all disappear. The wisdom you've accumulated, somehow it lives on. Then he paused for a second and he said, yeah, but sometimes I think it's just like an on-off switch. Click, and you're gone. He said, and paused again, he said, and that's why I don't like putting on-off switches on Apple devices. Beep boop beep. I must say, I am quite fond of your Station Medicine Remix. Darling listeners out there would be wise to tune in. Only here on Anchor. Beep boop beep.